Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. It's your boy P-I-L-L, and I just jumped out of the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Okay, then. I gotta work in the pole, she doing mattress, I put your bitch in the bag, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, so we got Pill off the porch with us today. How you feeling today, bro? Man, I've been out of the porch, man, so this is a perfect place for me. Yeah, man. Contrary to what's being seen, I'm actually on the porch right now, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should jump off the porch. <laughs> you can do that later. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I appreciate you coming by, man. You I know, we've been... A day one supporter of you, mm-hmm. man. Since the old blog spot, 2007, mm-hmm. 2008. Yeah. You know, so. Early man, on. We, we got to hear the story, man. We got to hear the story. So let's take it back, man. Okay. Um, you from the west side? Of course. Okay. I went to West Atlanta to be exact. Hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of motherfuckers be claiming the west side, but they not really from the west side. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm from Kimley Court to be exact, right down the street from here. Okay. You feel me? I went to my first elementary school was West Atlanta before I even moved to the Ville. You know what I mean? Like KCP to be exact when I say Kimley Court, but I, I went to West Atlanta. Okay. You don't, don't get no more West Side. Than that. <laughs> yeah, <I feel> that. <laughs> That's the like West Atlanta, bro. Come on with a joke. How you gonna defend that? Yeah. You feel me? So you know what I mean? Nah, this shit go haze. Yeah. Like everybody want to see the receipts. I got the receipts. Nah, for real. Go look it up. I went to West Atlanta, my boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that what it is. Yeah, talk to us about um, the changes that has happened here in Atlanta since when you were first coming up till today. I mean, it's 
it's pretty much gentrified and it's not something that I'm against. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people try to voice their opinions about what's happening, but the change is for the better at the same time because it's, it's more lucrative when it actually comes to hip hop. And when it comes to, you know what I mean? The black dollar circulating or the dollar circulating period when it comes to music mm-hmm. in this city because it was a time when this town wasn't actually noticed when it comes to the talent and the things that we have to offer, you know? And uh, I just like the way that we have ascended to the stars at this point when it comes to entertainment. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm very appreciative of all the people that has came here and all the people that have grown here as well. And it makes me feel proud to be a Grady Bay. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people say they from Atlanta or you know, I'm from the H out, you know, you know, I'm from down here for real, but where you from for real? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a greater baby. Yeah. So it's a difference. I'm an actual native. But like I like what's going on. Like a lot of people get mad. You know what I mean? A lot of people get mad. Excuse me, y'all. <laughs> a lot of people get mad and you know, they be having some shit to say, but listen, Paula, paper being made. I'm glad everybody from out of town is here at this point. You feel me? Cause that's more money in your pocket. It's on you if you ain't getting none. Mm-hmm. That ain't got shit to do with us. No, like, we try to make a dollar out of out of fifteen or fourteen cent at that point. You feel me? So like, I love it. If you like it, I love it. That's real right there, man. Mm-hmm. So what had inspired you to start rapping at first? I mean, when I first heard. LL Cool J, you know what I mean? Mama said, knock you out. Hmm. When I first heard Kilo, cocaine. He was from your neighborhood, mean? right? He's from the hood, you yeah. know what I mean? So like, and he used to hang with my brother to be is that? Oh yeah. Tony Roney. Hmm. He's hanging with my brother Fish. So like, uh, it was just something about it that instilled it in me. And I remember my first rap, you know what I'm saying? When I was in Kimberly and uh, from them to, I want to say, um, I mean, I love Magic Mike. You know what I mean? I, I like the, I like the, um, I like the whole era when Jelly Bean was open, hmm. when people were dancing. You know what I mean? Raheem the Dream. You know what I mean? Unk Count came a little bit later on, but like, but Kilo, oh my God, Outkast came a little later, but Kilo, oh my God. I feel like he doesn't get his respect, man. He, he started so many trends man, that are popular Kilo. today, and he was doing this what over twenty years ago. Yeah, Kilo was, Kilo was like really that nigga. Like I don't think people understand how big of an influence that Kilo has on the Atlanta music scene in general, because he was already doing the sing song, mm-hmm. the rap, the producing the shit, and and I just. I just remember the shit. My super co-producer, and, and like that shit was so hard. And I was like, I want to sell drugs and rap. <laughs> like, as soon as I heard it. You know, I was in Kimberly watching Dunny, Tyrone Polkton with the triple gold D's on the IROC Z coming down fairly way. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was amazing. It was like I was watching New Jack City in real time with the Kangos and the velour suits and and I was just like, my brother fishing, bald head, then was out there. And I was just like, do what I want to do for the rest of my life. 
Like, I almost got suspended for saying I want to sell drugs. Hmm. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Yeah. How'd you link up with Killer Mike back then? I was in school. I was going to dog. They got there. His cousin, Chris Brown, no relation to Chris Brown. That's not actually the Chris Brown that you guys are thinking about, but shout out to Chris Brown. But now, nah, but his cousin, Chris Brown, played ball with me or whatever. And I used to rap in the cafeteria. Like every, every other guy that rapped around, around the hood and did their thing. So, and I used to always be busting. So they set up like a party. And his big brother, Cuzzo, you know what I mean, was Killer's manager at the time. You know what I mean? Hope I see Cuzzo soon. Like, hopefully good. But like, Cuzzo goddamn was at the party. And they had like a camcorder. You know, back then, they had a camcorder <laughs> with a microphone hooked to it and shit like that. No camera that, phones back then. Yeah, it wasn't no camera phones. It wasn't no goddamn camera every moment. You had to actually set this shit up. It had to be actually written out like, what we going to do when you get here? We're going to make sure we got the camcorder. We're going to make sure somebody record. We're going to make sure we got the microphone. They had all that ready. They were like, hey, man, so shit, we heard you be rapping and shit. So that was a threat to me. That was a threat for a good time. Like, <laughs> yeah, nigga, I know how to rap. What's up? You know, I'm a little bad ass little y'all nigga. Like, hell, y'all know how to rap. They were like, shit, you gonna kick something? I was like, hell yeah, they do it. I kick something. So they recorded the shit. They showed the tape to Killer. Oh, yeah. And Killer was like, shit, I wanna meet him, I guess. So Chris Brown was like, shit, we're gonna cut school next week. <laughs> <laughs> Killer wanna holler at you. I was like, why quit flexing, why? <laughs> no, he don't. He was like, yeah, Killer wanna holler at you, bro. He think your shit dope. So I was like, bet. So I ended up me and Killer. Killer was still in goddamn Mr. Valley on Marlon King. I just remember seeing like so much motherfucking dry cleaning and new clothes. And he was on to Outcast at the time, nominated for a Grammy. Like they got the whole mm-hmm. world out. And I'm just a 16 year old kid at Frederick Douglass High School on the west side of Atlanta. So my main focus. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Focus was how do I get myself to this point to where, like, <laughs> I ain't really home enough. You know what I mean? I got a bunch of dry cleaning. So I'm like, shit. Uh. Let me have myself together when he had me to rap. I had something together, boom. He was like, I'm put a beat on, little nigga, since you know how to spit. I was like, all right, bet. So I spit, and he was in love with it. And I was like, shit, that dude was like, shit, I'm finna start that little gang, like grind time rap gang. Yeah. Bang, 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 you know what I mean? So I was like, let's do it. So he was like, hey, man, you think you can rap over some of this shit like this? And so he used to just give me different challenges. Like, boom, boom, boom. So I was spitting over everything. He was feeling everything I was spitting over. So I was like, let's do it. And, you know what I mean? We started getting in the yo. And I was a kid. This before I even had, and I had a, a group a couple years later, like when I graduated called Low Deep. And this was before that. And I was just like, shit, is this shit for real? Or are they just saying this to me or whatever? But he started showing proof. Like, nigga, I'm finna come to your school. Came to my school, ate lunch with me. For real? Because I got more pussy than I ever had in, <laughs> in my life. Nigga, that's on TV, you know what I'm saying? Come eat, come eat lunch with me. And of course, he went to the door, too. You know what I mean? He don't tip everybody. KP, everybody went to the door. <laughs> and like, I just was like, damn, man, this shit real. 
So next thing you know, I was signing autographs on my prom picture before I graduated. <laughs> For real. Right, so we started getting to work. Yeah. And talk to, uh, doing some research, I saw you created um, the prescription mm-hmm. in four days. Four days. Four days. I was, I was, I was that adamant about showing the people what I can do on my own. Cause my sister and brother used to be like, yeah, you know what I mean? We love killing everything. She wanted to see what you could do by yourself. Now my sister ain't drilling, fishing, and dawn like they used to be like, man, you talented. You've been rapping since you was a kid. Cause I started rapping in kindergarten. That's it. So they were just like, you know, we want to see you do shit on your own. So all these years I had been rapping and I was in Pink City at the time, shot to Steve you know what I mean? Shout out to my cousin Vish, Free Deck. You know what I mean? Shout out Monte, Q. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it was a different type of story for me because I was really living what I was rapping about. And so I was like, shit. I just started like taking some of my trap money and, and, and recording songs. And I bring it back to, to Pink City and let them folk hear it. So I'm like, but you can take that shit serious, bro. Like, you fat. I'm like, quit bullshitting. Y'all niggas flex, cap ass, and go on, on, on. You know what I mean? So niggas like, but I'm dead serious about that shit hard. So I was like, all right. So I'm finna start doing it. So goddamn, White Boy D came to the pitch. Cause he used to be fucking with, uh, with killer shit. So he was like, man, I wanna put some money behind you. So I'm out like, shit, I really can put my own money behind me, but this sound better. You know <laughs> it's always better to use someone <laughs> else's money. I bet. So she, I believe, like, let's do it. So he got his homegirl he went to school with or whatever. Her mom was, like, living in New York at the time. She left her house. And so, like, my boy Scrag Lee, grade A on the beat to be exact. Grade A music. My boy grade A, man. My dog, Felizia, talked to him not too long ago. Grade A, man, let's get it. So, uh, Greg, they were like, shit, uh, I can have my equipment. He had moved back to Alabama. I'm like, I can have my equipment down there in no time. So, we got him Breonna Bayman and set up, like, basically the whole studio set up. <laughs> Bim set up the whole studio set up. Went down there. I had that written everything in the trap in Pink City. I was so fucking excited. I was so excited. You was ready. I was ready. <laughs> I'm the definition of you. If, if, if you're ready, you ain't got to get ready. I did. 20 something songs in four days. Shit. Everybody can attest to that. They were like, boy, he ain't get no pussy. He ain't go to the club. He ain't do shit. I had me a big ass ball of goose. My clothes. I was like, if you're really serious about something, it was just a saying that I put in my mind. Like, if you're really serious about something, you'll go live there. So I got all my belongings and I went and lived there. I packed up everything. You know what I mean? I went and lived there. We knocked that shit out in four days and Mo found came to me, was like, we wanna shoot the video for this motherfucker. For track going So I shot track going ham and within three hours of me putting it out, Todd Moskowitz and motherfucking Joey Mandler was was on the phone. <laughs> it was like they wanna sign you. I was like, why stop? They wanna sign you. That thing you know YouTube banned the video. <laughs> for real. <laughs> oh, the first motherfucker get banned for YouTube. <laughs> Bam, move TV, everything. I was like, man, fuck this shit. I just want to show these people because it's so many different like discrepancies from these artists that say that they're doing this and they speak on these different things in their raps and then they get exposed about this, that, and third. We all take loss of Boston through that in general in case they want to bring that up. 
But that's neither here nor there. But I showed you exactly what I was rapping about. And that was, you know, for music videos at the time. Yeah. People weren't doing that. Mm -mm. You weren't seeing people hit the pipe. Nah. You weren't seeing people rolling up. No. And from it's my understanding pistols. is everything was unscripted too. It was like, unscripted. It was just, I'm finna let y'all come record me. Most of them was like, oh my God, like they almost got stabbed. You know what I mean? Like the police came, like all type of shit. Like I had to move to New York. All type of wild shit was going on. Like I, I got the hell on my cousin. My table called me like, buddy, he for a ride around. You got the truck, how the hell, man? He for look for your ass. <laughs> 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 I'm saying like, bro, did really what I do. Like, nigga, so Kwanzaa Hall at the time, I think he might be a senator or like some big time guy down there. He was like, you ain't got no permit, do y'all? Like, bro, I don't sell dope no more. I'm shooting music videos, bro. Why you keep messing with me? We're like, well, you know you put down permit. I was like, man, fuck that permit. He's like, yo, ass don't be gone in a minute. I'm gonna pull back around. I don't give a fuck you pull back around or not. Then we shoot this video. We're gonna get these shots off. <laughs> Until it's like, they my boy now though. Like, Kwanzaa was on my bike. Shot the Kwanzaa, like, he was on my bike then. <laughs> and I was like, man, fuck them and shoot them for the show these folks, but I'm really talking about. So, yeah. my whole, the premise of the whole video was to show people that I'm actually living what I'm rapping about. Like, I had to let you see that. Versus me just rapping and then people trying to do like all this different type of research or we heard that such and such and such. No, nigga, I'm finna put it right on camera and whatever the consequences of it, I'm finna get up out of there. I'm running. Yep. Catch me if you can. Straight <laughs> up. That, that shit was serious. What was your reaction when um, Andre 3000 praised you for that tape? That my big brother, you know what I mean? Like, Andre, I, like, man, him used to hang, like, motherfucker didn't even expect us to hang, like, to the point where we be at motherfucking little dirty ass little script clothes and shit together like at the yard, shot the bed, you know what I mean? Like me and Stat used to hang by ourselves and me and him. So like he just always let me know how much of a fan of mine he was like then. And for him to pray me for that, he was like, man, that shit hard. I got the Ted message and I was like, Damn, that's the approval that I needed. And this your favorite rapper, favorite rapper, favorite rapper. And for right real. now, his favorite rapper. You like, why that boy, shh, the fuck? So like, it was, it was just all love, man. Shout out to Three Stikes, man. Andre Benjamin, man. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that that nigga for real. Like, it ain't too many people that can say that I don't fuck with their music. And like, he had been fucking with my shit since I was young, cause I was around them people do the killer, you know what I mean? And they mm -hmm. took liking to me. So like, they're like my big brother, they're like my mentor, for real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I remember the, that tape was all over the blogs, everywhere. Like, even the New York blogs were fucking with yeah. you shit then, too. It was amazing, man. Yeah. And for me to be up there and being in Brooklyn and shooting back and forth to, to motherfucking Harlem and Queens and shout out to 360. I mean, like, that was my nigga then and my nigga Sean from BK. Like, it was a lot of motherfuckers up there that would fuck with me, like, you know what I mean? Manuel, like, she was a big dog, you know what I mean? Like, she always showed love, like, DJ Dirty, like, that was, Dirty had, uh... Ballers Eve, yeah. Ballers Eve player. And, uh, like, all of them was like, man, we gotta fuck with this dude, you know what I mean? And then CMJ came up, and, like, to see all the blogs posting my shit and for me to get a spot in New York and down the headline of CMJ Festival and get the cover of the New York Times, I was like, 
that mean I'm spitting or something like Scrap was always <laughs> Scrap was in Brooklyn. So when I was staying in Brooklyn, you know what I mean, it was different. You know what I mean? It's a few other names I can name but I don't wanna name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just they on some gangster shit, you know what I mean? But like I was I was kicking up though. Yeah, ended up being 2010 XXL freshman list mm -hmm. with J. Cole, mm -hmm. Nipsey, Big Sean, yeah, be new, yo. Wiz, yeah. Gibbs. That was that's huge. an all-star line right there. <laughs> it is, man. It was Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So crazy is like all of us, <coughs> excuse me, all of us used to be running like the circuits together, mm -hmm. like all the fucking festivals, like, all the festival circuits. We all ended up around each other. Like for me, Freddie, Sean, you know what I mean? CIP Nip, like Quiz, Fashon, Donis, J. Cole. OJ the Jew, man, we can't get, we can't, we can't get Young Jew. Oh yeah, OJ like, was on that too. <laughs> nah, OJ was on that motherfucker too, but like, it was just, we might have the best cover ever, and I stand on that. Like, we might yeah, have it's hard best. to argue against yeah, that class, like, bro. That, man, that was amazing. And like, I just remember during the shoot, or um, we was all stiff and shit. <laughs> <laughs> We know what was going on, so so Vanessa, she was like, uh, you know, you guys can loosen up, you know, we had Milk Studios. She's like, you guys can loosen up and all this different shit, and I'm like, I don't know what they mean. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, Bill, we already got you some Grey Goose and some Heineken and all the different shit. They was like, Wiz, you can smoke. Wiz pulled, pulled a QP out of his drawers. <laughs> It's like, good, I've been waiting. <laughs> Before I had my balls and everything. Me and Nip in that blow, we rolling the stendos. Yeah, I mean, Nip, that crazy. J. Cole showed up late, but he was there. It wasn't like too late. Cole was there like on some cool shit. And Jew Man was rolling up real like city stendo with the swishles. <laughs> That was big at the time, though. <laughs> we, like, Jew Man, when the first time, them niggas seen Estendo and Jew Man smoke. We ain't rolling paper. Jew Man got the real Estendo with the switch. We smoking the motherfucking dinner. And the looking like, boy, we want to hit that. Man, that shit, man, listen, when I tell you that shit was motherfucking epic. When I say it was epic, dog, like, it was, it was just all love, positive energy, a bunch of young guys who really appreciate the camaraderie of each other and being able to bond within mm -hmm. the culture when it comes to music. You know what I mean? That's always something that people can identify with. Yeah. And we're from all different parts of the world. You know, granted that Atlanta had three guys on the go, you know, I gotta say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> pop your shit. Yeah, I mean, pop my shit. And you know, Atlanta had three guys on the cover, man, me being one of them, you know what I mean? But yeah, man, like we had a great time. Yeah, and you and Gibbs had a pretty good relationship too, right? Oh yeah. Were you guys Gangsta supposed to drop a collab project? Yeah, we was. I don't know what happened. Does it exist? Man, I mean, we did some records. Because <laughs> the few songs that did come out, you guys' chemistry nah, was insane, man. man. Yeah, we, 
everybody's still asking for me and the Gangsta Gill, cold Gangsta Pill and Gangsta Gill, you know what I mean? <laughs> Cocaine Rabbit, you know what I mean? <laughs> and my boy, I love him to death. Like, I remember Fredo, funny story, we was in LA. Just, I was out there fucking with Nip. You know what I mean? I was out there fucking with Fredro. I did some shit with, uh, with Pac Dill, all the motherfuckers. We had records. I mean, me and Nip had a, record, a, a show at motherfucking uh, House of Blue. Like, it oh, was shit. lit, lit. Like, I played basketball with Yeezy in West Hollywood. Like, it, it went, cr- like, that was one of my best experiences my first time in LA. Oh, shit. But we was on the way to Echo. I think it was on Hollywood Boulevard. And I was with, like, with Mibs and all the Pac Dib niggas, all of us, right? And, uh, <laughs> Do not know Freddie was a real nigga. We had just shot the wound to the tomb uh, okay. video. <laughs> and we, we decided to go out that night. And so goddamn, we get to Echo. It's a club or whatever. We get to Echo and so we at the door and <laughs> you know how it is in LA, like they can refuse you because of small shit Fred had on some jorts. <laughs> <laughs> Fred had on some jeans shorts. They were like, no, nah, he's not getting there. <laughs> I won't never forget that. I'm like, fuck that, we finna figure this out, Freddie. They my dog. I ain't finna go in them up or go down. He's like, nah, fuck that shit. I'm finna go outside while get me some wings or something. I'm like, nah, bro, nah, hell nah, bro. Fuck that shit. I ain't going there. You ain't getting there. He's like, man, I ain't even tripping on no shit like that. I already know how these motherfuckers be acting. Funky motherfuckers be trying to trip over your dress code and shit. So I was like, all right, man. He was like, um, I'm finna go down here and give me some wings and watch the game and shit. I don't know what was on. But I was like, man, fuck this shit, man. I don't wanna go in here. I ain't no going that bitch getting lit, lit, getting fucked up with Pac Deal, White Boy D, all of us. We got crazy in that motherfucker. And I was like, man, we gotta leave, man. We gotta leave. We gotta go check on Freddie. <laughs> Freddie on the outside patio. I'm like 15 piece. <laughs> Smoking and watching TV. I was like, this is a real nigga. He was straight. Yeah, he was straight. <laughs> Yo, this nigga was good. The nigga outside with some weeds watching TV, dog, like it was shit, smoking and everything. Like, nah, I was good. I wouldn't even tripped over this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that nigga Fred out here goddamn bad, man. And my boy, shout out to Gangsta Gill, man. Cocaine Rabbit, man. What's that? Let's get one in. Yeah, we need that, man. Yeah. We need them songs, man. Yeah, I know. We got some shit though. Yeah. So how did the deal with MMG come about? Actually, I was already signed to Warner Brothers. Okay. Like, yeah, so like uh I had a three year deal and I had been bouncing around for a minute or whatever and uh doing my thing, got the cover and and uh, New York Times, WSL, all that shit. Destroyed South by Southwest. Can't wait to get back on that circuit. And um when they saw that, you know what I mean? They knew it was power, it was strength and numbers in it. I ain't even have radio play. And so like, uh, and my manager or whatever, we were having some discrepancies at the time. So I was like, man, fuck this shit. I'm finna just got down, grinded out. Emmanuel was flying me up to New York shit. She was, you know, part of my management squad at the time too. So like, I was like, shit, she had me some good shit lined up. So I'm going to EVR to go fuck with DJ Dirty and them and Mar Ron's room right now. So goddamn, he loved my music. 
And he was like, you heard about me because of Wale. Oh, yeah? And it was crazy. He was like, Wale, one of your biggest fans. And I was like, I ain't even know that. And he was signed to Alito Interscope, which was uh, Mar Ronson's label at the time. You know what I mean? And so I got to thank Wale for the collab with, for being able to run around the globe with Mar Ronson. So I started, you know what I mean? You know, Mar Ronson or whatever, and I started having some motherfucking traction. Had real motion. That thing, you know, I was on Jimmy Kimmel. Yada, <laughs> and so now the label, like, how the fuck did he do that? Like, <laughs> Yeah, they didn't set that up. They didn't even set it up. Like, yo, how did you make that happen? So I was fucking with Mar Ronson. One of the biggest motherfuckers on the planet. You know what I mean? So like, uh, after that, Joey had hit me up, Joey Manda. He was like, yo, man, we got some big things in the store for you. It's just going to be huge, man. It's going to make you huge. I'm like, all right. So Rose DMing me. So I'm like, damn. Oh, my girl at the time. I'm like, damn, I wonder what the fuck this nigga hit me up. Like, I fucked with him. I seen him at the Tatted Up video shoot. At a, it was another video shoot. So whatever video shoot it was at Toogie Shop. Oh, then I was like, damn. So, He was like, what you got going on, man? We need to link. And I'm so I don't know what's going on. I'm just like, damn, Rose keep on hitting me up. I'm like, I fuck with that music. Like, we're the biggest thing on the planet right now. So I was like, all right. So I was like, yo, I'm really on the way to London right now. That's a big flex. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a major flex to be like, I'm on the way to London with Mar Russ. You know what I mean? So he like, shit, well, hit me when you get from, like, from across the pond. You know what I mean? So let's make it link. You like, go get that bag. My nigga, I was like, bet. I went and got that bag, got that. We linked up. Nigga flew me straight to Miami. I got to Miami, the shit was picturesque. It was like a movie. The nigga was getting tatted, sipping rose, personal tattoo artist right there, beats blaring from the studio. Stepping that motherfucker. I got my Alessandro Delacos on. I'm thinking I'm doing my thing, you know what I'm saying? I walk in that bitch and I'm like, this nigga got it going on for real. This nigga up, up, and it's stuck. Looking around, ain't got the beats. I'm like, where the studio at? <laughs> he can attest to this. I was like, man, where the studio at? He was like, oh, I don't know. Straight in the studio, drop records. Bam. Sound Sneak was like, yeah, like we lit, you know what I mean? Y'all the different shit. Spiff was in that motherfucker, so he was like, hey, look, take him down the gallery or the gallery, whatever the biggest like shopping district, little Walters type shit is. He was like, go get him whatever he want. Rose plays the car, boom. Hey, uh, whatever you order, give it to him. Whatever you need. <laughs> Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba. I need you to get him some behind the scenes, some little video shit. Should I take the camera down there with? I was like, they flexing, they capped up. Man, I wouldn't let bitches point out everything. Them folk put that shit in bags. Shot them fit the whole thing. I was like, oh shit. Men sound sneaking the mat. Whoa. We flesh it back. We get back. All right, damn. Get back to recording this shit. We got there. We get back to recording. Later on that night. Spill right up though. Rosetta got the goddamn MLG chain. I don't even know what's going on. I'm just thinking I'm coming out of that basic music deal. I'm so green <laughs> to the situation. You know what I mean? Because Lame ain't really just identified 
any of the details when it comes to us linking, like being a part of this label and the new, you know what I mean? Like it's about to be a self-made record made. I don't know none of this shit. I'm just wrong with the flow. Like the mm -hmm. label said, okay, it's gonna be this, it's gonna be that. So I was like, let's do it. I went down there. It was all low. Like, shot don't know how to ball. I can't tell you that. All right, so how come we never got a solo pill album while you're on the MMG? I mean, I put out a project, but it just wasn't the album. It was, it was mainly like a, a mixtape, but if you want to keep it all the way a brick, that MMG self-made was my album. Oh, really? They let me free from the label because of that. I signed for one album. And I had the most songs on that motherfucker. I had seven records on that bitch. That's right, you did. And I had the only solo record on that bitch. And if you remember when the first cover of that bitch came out, it was me in the front. You know what I mean? In the desert. You know what I mean? But like, they ain't to take credit from nobody else, but like, that constituted as my one album. So that was my solo project. But I put out the diagnosis when I was on MMG. Okay. With the chain on. So like, I don't know if people <clears throat> weren't familiar with that, but like, on the low, that motherfucker had big features. Like, the motherfucker Pac-Man remix was on there with, with, with Tit. Mm -hmm. Motherfucking Yo Gotti, Me, Gunplay, Rose. Like, everybody was on that motherfucker. I had Trader Truth on that bitch. I had motherfucking Tech Nine. I had everybody on that motherfucker. Like, it went crazy. But, like, that was my solo project on there. And I also had a movie dropping to it at the same time. So, like, I had a lot of motion. But it just, you know, you know how that shit go. Like technically, that was like my, my my one album. And I remember there was rumors. I don't even think it was rumors, but you, Big Boy, and Killer Mike. Yeah, was we were supposed working. to drop. I'm I'm still waiting on that project. I've been talking <laughs> there. Like they just everybody started just shoot out of nowhere. Like this is before running the jewels. Shout out to Killer. You know what I mean? And uh, I just talked this ass recently. I talked to B not too long ago, probably like a month or two ago. Like, but like uh. We was working, working. Like, we were supposed to actually put out a whole project. Yeah. We still got the music. We just, it, it's just in the vault right now. It's thank on you. You know what I mean? But, like, we got it together. Like, these are my mentors and these are my brothers at the same time. These are guys who groomed me and rap and made me hone my skills to be able to hang around these guys to where they be like, hit that shit one time. And they got to be on point. They got to be up to par to where, like, guys like this who are lyrically inclined and musically inclined are like, Fathers of this Atlanta rap shit, you know what I mean? You got to know how to spit as well, and you got to be multifaceted to be able to get on any type of beat and be able to rap within any type of genre of music. And so I had that type of grooming. So I can't wait till it come out, though. It's going to hit one day. It needs to. I could If that would have dropped back then, you know how big that <laughs> oh project would have been? They was interviewing me forever about that. Like, <laughs> like we were working, too. Shout to be it, man. One of my best birthdays ever, too. Like, Picked me up and found them. I was drinking Kristoff from when Jay was opening up for them on tour from like 96. Some crazy shit. And he cracked a few of them bottles open, picked me up, me and my ex wife, him and his wife. And I mean, I was like, man, I'm like, damn, man, bitch, you know what I mean? Major love, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? That felt good. How many songs, do you remember how many songs you guys had recorded? Probably like eight or nine of the motherfucker, like, man, that's a oh, project right there. <laughs> but like, uh, in general, like, it's infinite amount of records that we done record. I'm recording on shit. I probably post a bit on like a few of the projects that be released yeah. that I had verses for. But we probably would scrap them and put them on the project with us instead. But like, I had recorded for a lot of shit. 
Like we got records. Like I can go up now. I got records that I've never put out that need their verses on it. They got records that they never put out that need my verses on it. And we got actual records as well. Like I still got shit with Scar singing on it and oh, Chris Carmuse like produced it. And like, I got all type of shit. I never put it out because I know exactly what it's for. It's specifically for this project. So I just listen to it from time to time for nostalgic reasons. You know what I mean? But like mm -hmm. other than that, but like we got some heat. There was a period of time, probably about five years, where you didn't drop any music. Nah, I didn't. What happened? What was going on during that time? I was going through hell, man. Got a t-shirt for it, like, in and out, fucking divorce, like, I, mental shit, like, somebody spiked me, stole my hard drive, like, oh, motherfucker was putting the police on me. Still all my shit. Like I just went through so many different things, you know what I mean? To where like for me to be able to show my face and on a regular basis, even through those trials and those tribulations of me actually being up and down in the public's eye within the city and the city knows this. You know what I mean? Like I've been through hell. And I started to lose my confidence. But like people would show me videos and like, well, you know, you like that trip. One y'all went to BT Award by myself and I was ice that. You know what I mean? Steve O got me right, you know what I mean? And got down all the mama wrists, all the different shit, but I wasn't even feeling that shit. Like, I told like, I probably be up here accepting an award or performing or something, but I was just at that motherfucker, like like with it on me, looking like it, smelling like it, walking like it, like feeling like it. But we just didn't have better seats than the motherfucker who, who was getting awards and just in that bit, dolo. You know what I mean? And like the confidence level one there, to be honest. Like my, my confidence wasn't there. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't feeling myself as, as much as I should have. And you know, you shouldn't be arrogant. You shouldn't be all these things that they say. But as a as a person that's within front of the camera, you're supposed to be in some some way, shape, or form. You're supposed to exude confidence to give other people that type of understanding and that other people that type of confidence to where they can feel like they can do this. And you know what I mean? So like a lot of guys don't understand it or arrogance or conceited or all the different shit. How in the fuck I'm gonna be able to make anybody else believe that? If I don't feel myself wrong, if I ain't feeling me, then who will? You know what I mean? So like that was the, it was a different type of level. You know what I mean? I remember Scrap got down being on my head like, man, you need to get your head back out of here, man. Come on here, get you a cut, man. Like, you know, you got these people down here looking for you, the music shit. I remember got down, I remember motherfucking uh, Todd, Todd Moshe was looking for me, give me got down like 150 band for a mid-tape and I ain't even know which way was up. And this was, during the dark times of Peel, you know what I mean? And I was going through it, bro. Like, I ain't even gonna count. Like, I was, I was going through real life shit. Like, I really was fucked up. Like, mentally, physically. Like, my money was being stole. Like, my, all my, my worldly possessions. You know, got my cars. And I'm going through divorce and my clothes and storage. And I can't even get my drip together. And I gotta go trap. And, Go here with my cousin and them, and I'm just like, damn, man. Like, 
I knew what was going on, but I couldn't really control it because it felt like it was a chemical imbalance. You know what I mean? Like mental health is real. You know what I mean? So like, I just thank God for shaking me up out that shit. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I dropped some shit a few times, but it was, it was unnoticed. It's probably me doing some shit sporadically and spontaneously just because I knew that was, that was within me. You know what I mean? Yeah. What helped bring, what helped pull you out of that dark place? I mean, shit, a lot of motherfuckers from my cousins, from Scrap to, to Olo to Fredro, you know what I mean? Like from Tuki, you know what I mean? Like just a, a lot of different motherfuckers that helped me get up out that dark place. And, Looking at pictures in my brother and drill, my sister, or just TV, you know what I mean? My other cousin, like, <clears throat> cute, like everybody used to just the hood, four up, and everybody used to be on my ass, like, man, you know who you is, bro. Shout out to Will, like, man, motherfucker used to be on my ass. You know what I mean? Shout out to that boy Olay, like, motherfucker used to be on my ass, man, like, like, Bill, yeah, bro, you, you a ball, bro. Like, what you doing out here like this, my nigga? Like, are you supposed to be doing music, bro? So. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. These motherfuckers be putting me in the studio when I was tripping. So I got so much music. <laughs> and it's like, regardless of what the motherfuckers say, the music that I was making then when I was in that lost place is fucking phenomenal. Like, I just heard a few records. I was like, damn, this me? I did this, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm sure you were pouring out all those man, emotions into the music. All that shit was pouring out of me. So when I listened to it, I'd be like, "Yo, this shit ready to go right now," but I ain't ever put it out. Like, I was fucking with a couple of cat, like, you know what I mean? Free that boy, goddamn. Like, I ain't even gonna get into that deep shit because it's a lot of deep shit that go along with missing these names because a nigga really on street shit for real. But anyway, free, free my guy, man. Free the guys, you know what I mean? But shit get deep. Like it just, it's a lot of different shit that go on when you in these streets for real, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we hear you back in the studio now, right? Of course. I got no choice. So you're ready to come back? Putting that sledgehammer on these folk, <laughs> you know? I ain't got no choice in me, not on me, John, man. I know how to step for real. A lot of these niggas know how to make it seem like they know how to step because they might have somebody else's shoes on, so I don't know. Know what I mean, but I'm not a step for real. And it's a lot of these stories like, that I ain't never told, like that I really like. I don't even try to perpetuate, I mean, perpetuate, that is the right word, I wanna say. The lifestyle, and I don't try to make it seem as if I'm bigger than what I am. It's a lot of unknown details that I've left out or omitted within my music career that I've went through that would overshadow all this cap ass shit that these niggas speak on, but like, I don't want to be the mad guy or anything like that. I never have been because, like, a lot of these guys see me out in the streets and I'm kicking my shit regardless of a record deal or 
any of that shit don't be me anyway. Like, that's why they say it gotta be in you now. You don't need any of this type of, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people think you need these type of, like, for lack of a better word, gratuitous gestures in order to be pushed into the spotlight. But art imitates life, so I'm really living this shit. So, like, that's a difference. You know what I mean? I got a lot of records, man. Like, Probably end up dropping like a little, maybe like a little EP, six song EP. I got a record right now produced by the art teacher called Bitch in the Bag. Go and get that right now. It's on all streaming platforms. And I got another record produced by the art teacher called Change On Me. You know what I mean? It's going to be next, but the upcoming project is called The Plague. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. You know what I mean? So like I'm, I'm working. Yeah. Got a lot of records shot at that boy Key as well. You know what I mean? One of my homies. You know what I mean? He doing his thing as well, but like, I'm just, I'm just in a position to tell one of the greatest story ever told and it actually be factual. Yeah. And, and expose it all and let you know, like, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm not leaving any stone unturned. I want you to actually understand where I'm coming from physically and mentally. And I want to show you that I'm here for you to see and be transparent for you. You know what I mean? So other people that may not have a voice can speak through me and live vicariously through me. Yeah, I, mean, I feel that. Do you feel like people forget about your contributions to the Atlantic music scene here? Of course. I've seen some lists that I wasn't on, you know what I mean? But it never really bothered me. I never wanted to go on a rant or, any, or anything like that because a majority of those guys came to me, you know what I mean, early on and got their confidence or learned how to write bars or, or got they, they, they drew up or they saw for me and they called for me. You know what I mean? Like they already know who the real one is and who been kicking this shit since day one. Like I was spinning with nobody wants spin. You feel me? So like when it I really do this shit. You know what I mean? So it's a difference when a motherfucker who just pick up off a nigga or just soak up, you know what I mean, who they see and what's around them and tell their story. Now I really do this shit. You know what I mean? So like it's it's no law laws. Like a lot of people forget. It may be all the hands that's involved that make them forget, and that's on them, but they won't ever forget me because I'm embedded in history. Pure art. Hell is you doing? Okay, then. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Pill, any shout-outs before we wrap this up, man? And I appreciate your time, I too. I appreciate you. Uh, Shout-out to uh to y'all, first and foremost, for having me, Dirty Girl Blast. And, you uh, know what I mean? The play coming soon, you know what I mean? Shot Scrizz, shot Olo, shot Fredro, shot Key, shot Stebo, shot my nigga V, you know what I mean? Shot Kai, you feel me? Shot Olay, Finney, you know what I mean? Shot my boy, like, who on the ground on a daily basis. Shot my brother on two of my sisters, and Drill, Sedona, like, all my, all my kinfolk, man. You know what I mean? Shout out to that boy too. It will, man. You already know the fuck going on. I got to work in the pole. She doing mattress. I put your bitch in the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I put your bitch in the bag. 
Toda buena fiesta comienza con un buen outfit y tu próxima cita es con JCPenney, en donde encuentras de todo para cualquier ocasión. Ya sea elegante o casual, tenemos puro estilo para ti. Desde vestidos, trajes, colores y estampados. De marcas como Liz Claiborne, Worthington, Stafford y J. Ferrar. ¡Ay, no olvidemos Thereabouts para los chiquitos! Descubre lo último en la tienda o en jcp.com. Estilo de pieza a cabeza para donde sea que vayas. JCPenney. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.